She was still eyeing him with a skeptical look. What did you take out of the wardrobe? She asked. Was that part of the practical joke? You saw that? I did. Her chin came up squarely in challenge. Now convince me it was all a prank. Sighing, he reached under his jacket. At once, she jerked back and pivoted around to flee. No, it's all right, he assured her. It's not a gun or anything. It's just this pouch I'm wearing. Sort of a hidden backpack. He unzipped the pouch. She stood a few feet away, watching him warily, ready to sprint off at the first whiff of danger. It's a bit sophomoric, really, he said, tugging at the pouch. But it's good for a laugh. The contents suddenly flopped out and the woman gave a little squeak of fright. See? It's not a weapon. He held it out to her. It's an inflatable doll. When you blow it up, it turns into a naked woman. She moved forward, eyeing the limp rubber doll. Anatomically correct? She inquired dryly. I'm not sure, really. I mean, uh... He glanced at her, and his mind suddenly veered toward her anatomy. He cleared his throat. I haven't checked. She regarded him the way one might look at an object of pity. But it does prove that I was there on a prank, he said, struggling to stuff the deflated doll back in the pouch. All it proves, she said, is that you had the foresight to bring an excuse should you be caught, which, in your case was a distinct possibility. And what excuse did you bring? Should you be caught? I wasn't planning on getting caught, she said, and started across the field. Everything was going quite well, as a matter of fact, until you bumbled in. What was going quite well? The burglary? I told you, I'm not a thief. He followed her through the grass. So... Why did you break in? To prove a point. And that point was? That it could be done. I've just proven to Mr. Delancey that he needs a security system, and my company's the one to install it. You work for a security company? He laughed. Which one? Why do you ask? My future brother-in-law's in that line of work. He might know your firm. She smiled back at him, her lips immensely kissable, her teeth a bright arc in the night. I work for Nimrod Associates, she said. Then turning, she walked away. Wait, miss. She waved a gloved hand in farewell, but didn't look back. I didn't catch your name, he said. And I didn't catch yours, she said over her shoulder. Let's keep it that way. He saw her blonde hair gleam faintly in the darkness, and then... In a twinkling, she was gone. Her absence seemed to leave the night colder, the darkness deeper. The only hint that she'd even been there was his residual ache of desire. I shouldn't have let her go, he thought. I know bloody well she's a thief. But what could he have done? Hauled her to the police? Explained that he'd caught her in Guy Delancey's bedroom, where neither one of them belonged? With a weary shake of his head, he turned and began the long tramp to his car, parked a half mile away. He'd have to hurry back to Chetwind. It was getting late and he'd be missed at the party. 
At least his mission was accomplished. He'd stolen Veronica's letters back. He'd hand them over to her, let her lavish him with thanks for saving her precious hide. After all, he had saved her hide, and he was bloody well going to tell her so. And then he was going to strangle her.